Extreme Vocabulary is not your typical word of the day podcast. We are not merely defining words. We contextualize them in terms of their history, etymology, politics, and aesthetics. In other words, we look at the culture behind words. Today, we join a conversation with Abraham and Aaron. Abraham has researched today's word while Aaron has not. Today's word, it. Aaron. It's great to see you. <laughs> you already know the word? Uh, sh- I did not, but now I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, today's word is it. Oh my goodness. I might have heard before, but shh, don't tell anybody. Don't you think it is such a strange word? It's an easy word. It. Well, we're done. It's two one letters, si- right? One yeah. syllable, two letters. It's beautiful. Yeah, I... I it's, uh, I think it's kind of strange. I don't know why you would place an I and a T together that way. Why would that be? <laughs> Actually, it, it used to have another letter added to it. Did you know that? Oh. It was, it used to be three letters. Oh my goodness. There was an H in front of it. Hit. Yeah. And became it. Yeah. What, what is this thing with silent H's? Wait, that's it wasn't right. silent, actually. It, you, you would have to pronounce the H. Oh, hit. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, back in the old English oh, days. Yes. Right? Or would it be ha it? Hit. You would, I think you would say hit. Hit. <laughs> Gotta go down. It's kind of like the word what. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Yeah, so yeah. I, we, we don't pronounce the H anymore, and mm-hmm. the H used to come before the W, so you had to say what. Mm. Um, but anyway, so the H in, um, in hit. Uh, which was the old English pronunciation, which we're talking about like 11th century and before, um, that that age drops out once you get to like the 14th century. And we're talking about, you know, when when old English stopped being so Germanic and got some influence from the French and from Latin, and it became what we call Middle English. And uh, I was just realizing right now, you said, you know, 11th century to 14th century. I'm like, that's crusader time period right there. And so they're, they're getting a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of crusaders are going to the Middle East, uh, North Africa. You're probably getting a lot more influx of, you know, language uh, influence from there as well. In addition to Germania, France, where else have you? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, and that's exactly the moment when, like, English is changing and mm-hmm. becoming completely different. So you can actually trace all these changes if you look at individual words like it, right? And see, like, what happens to these words when other languages come in and influence mm-hmm. it. Because, in, as we know, English is a bastardized language. Bastards. <laughs> John Snow of languages. <laughs> All right, so I don't know why I always do this dialectical thing with words, right? Where I tell you that the word does this one thing and then it does its complete opposite, but I'm going to continue doing it, so... Because you love Kafka and you're a modernist, that's why. <laughs> I do like, Ka- like Kafka, I'm, I'm not a modernist, but oh, okay. okay. Sorry. Um, anyway, so our, our, our pronoun, it, for today, um, what I would say about it is that It is both the undefinable, right? The thing that we can't really ascertain or define specifically. At the same time that it is something very specific. Mm -hmm. I know what it is. What is it? It was a clown. And then it turned out to be a giant spider. So, 
I don't know. I can you believe I've never watched that movie? Can you tell me what it's about? Because I don't know anything. Oh about my it. god. Okay, so Stephen King's novel, it is literally two thousand pages or around that neighborhood. It's like this big, the hardcover. I, I had it, and I read pretty much the whole damn thing. Uh, the movie cannot compare by any stretch of the Obviously. imagination. Uh, especially, I mean, you know, sometimes it's, uh, they, they came close, they tried, you know. This one is just like, no, 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 no. But they did it, and they had Tim Curry as, as It the Clown, or Pennywise the Clown, which was It. It was this entity that's time, you know, timeless. It's been around for thousands of years, apparently in this little corner of Maine, of all places. And uh, apparently, uh, from what I remember too, it wasn't the only it, so, but if we go way, way back. But he inhabited this particular portion of the world, the US, before it was even the US. And uh, he just kept re recurring and haunting the area, killing kids, luring them in. You know, that was a recurring thing, is like he was a, you know, a, sort of like a, a Pied Piper in a way. He would lure the kids in and, you know, eventually slaughter them. and. Um, just, you know, cause terror and then go away for another 30, 40 years or more. And yeah, and then these seven, I think there were seven kids, uh, you know, we focus on the story of the kids and uh, each one individually and how they encountered it and how they came together. And So, uh, so the damn clown was just called It? Actually, the clown na named himself or gave his name as Pennywise uh, the clown, or at least that was the research that was done. They figured that out. But they... No, they never actually refer to him as it in the movie, surprisingly, or even in the book from what I remember. They might have, but uh, it's it's not like a prominent thing, like it, you know, they never say that. They're, you know, they just, they all know, and they don't really give him a name or refer to it. Yeah, that's a, it. Was it a male or female, do you it's, know? It was portrayed as male, but it huh. could, could have been androgynous because, you know, in his spider form, uh, he uh, seemed to have some female qualities as a spider. Uh, if, uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but yeah. Uh, but as the clown, it's pretty clear it was, you know, Tim Curry's a male and the actor right, played right. him. So. so because of the actor, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I guess what I think is interesting... But Tim Curry is also Frankenfurter, so there's that little twist on it as well. Uh, okay, well... I don't think they were anticipating that, though. Yeah. Anyway, what I, what I was going to say about that is... I guess that's interesting that it's male because I think when we think about monsters, we usually refer to them as it, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't have a gender. They're not male. They're not female. There's something else that we can't define, right? Something that is unknowable. And, and that Stephen King's story reminds me of another story by H.P. Lovecraft that's called The Unnameable. Hmm. It's kind of an... I don't know. It's kind of a... Uh, I don't know how to describe the story. It's kind of dorky. It's kind of a dorky story, to tell you the truth. It's all about, you know, encountering this creature, something that can't be named, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like the source of the terror. It's that it's yeah. something unnameable. Right, right. And so for some reason, we're, we are afraid of the things that we can't define, the things that are undefinable, that can't be specified specifically. Go figure. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess the, the horror in Stephen King's It is that there's this clown that apparently, you know, whose history we might not know very much about, and that's sort of the source of terror. A bit of it is revealed. One of the kids, is um, uh, he's, uh, he becomes the, the librarian of the town, and he's like the historian, and that's always been his deal. 
And so he's the one that uncovers a lot of this research that, you know, it's been around for a long time. These strange killings keep happening. These kids keep disappearing, blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, and there's pictures of this, you know, almost looks like a clown figure, but it's not quite in the past. But yeah, anyway. Um, and speaking of kids, by the way, mm -hmm. when people don't know their baby's gender, they always refer to it as it. True. Which I find... When's the baby due? It's coming three months. Right. Months. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you don't know the gender or if you don't have a name for the child yet, it yeah. automatically becomes it. Right? You. True. That's how you refer to it. For some reason, it would, it would feel weird, like, if the baby's still in the oven and then they're, they're oh, you know, Caitlin's really happy today. Caitlin's really <laughs> rambunctious. And it's like, you, you would think the mom's weird, like she's losing it. Right. Like, they're a yeah. bit too early. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, you need why, to wait why are you naming longer? the kid now? I know you've already had the ultrasound, but, you know. So, yeah, so, the, like, it, it it is the word we use when we haven't named something, right? When it's undefinable, when mm -hmm. it's unnamed yet, um, when we can't specify specifically what it is. Um, and that can go positive or negative, definitely. Right. So, in a way, the the word it sort of defines something that we're afraid of, I guess? It could, yeah. If we're um, thinking of the way Stephen King's novel kind of leads us to believe, yeah. And he probably, by the way... I very likely read Lovecraft, I'm thinking, too. So probably oh, yeah, he did. Too. Yeah, he, he did for sure. Yeah. Um, but also in terms of gender, I, f I find that strange, right? That, like, if something is not male or female, it sort of sets us, uh, makes us a bit anxious, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about culture in general, right? Yes. Um, this idea that everything has to have a gender, right? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of funny because, you know, like, English is not really... It's not like Spanish, right? Where in Spanish, every word can change according to its gender, right? If it's male, some or words female, are masculine, right? some words are feminine, and you right. know, usually it ends the O ends in O is a masculine, the ends in A is a feminine, which you know you kind of say you see the pattern, you're like okay, but then they throw you off and say la mano, <laughs> why? Instead well, of la mana, you yeah. mean so that it would end with the A yeah. to indicate it's yeah. yeah. It's like why? Yeah, so. I, <laughs> So that just throws you off and it makes you feel weird or what? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It's just like, why do these little uh, arbitra seemingly arbitrary contradictions exist? I never had got an explanation for that. Right. So the, the lack of gender or like the confusion between the gender makes us uncomfortable, right? It's like... Can't use any restrooms. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, right? That, you know, and speaking about that, right? I. I remember hearing there were men standing in the front of women's restrooms, yeah, making heard. sure that no, making sure. you know, trans person would go in there. But that's kind of creepy in itself. Like, why are you standing there, in front there, of There need to be restrooms? guys that go around and make sure that guys are standing in front of, making sure in front of restrooms, those guys need to be kicked in the balls by these other guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, they need to... Uh, yeah, never mind. Anyway... So I find it kind of strange that the word it can be something that makes us so uncomfortable, right? As long as there's no gender in play, yeah. right? That we can't specify. If we can't say exactly what something is, mm -hmm. right? It makes us feel anxious, afraid, uncomfortable. That just seems like uh, something that's operating in our culture, right? And which we're sort of trying to overcome, right? In, in terms of the gender question. Sure. And you see how piss poor we're, we're doing that. Yes, good, but the revolution will come.
Each episode of Extreme Vocabulary features a piece of literature that highlights today's word. Today, Efren has brought us a pretty big book. Hey, Efren, what hey. do you have there? I've got Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte, which is a novel that you and I have um, been reading very closely lately. And, and have read on many occasions. Have read many, so I'm really glad that we get a chance to sort of discuss it uh, in the context of this word. And um, Oh, you found a passage that features the word it? Uh, yeah, I found a passage, me alone, found a passage um, that contained the word several times in a really cool way. So. Um, let me read it and then we'll try to talk a little bit about what it means here, as in what it, the word it means in this passage. Okay, sounds great. And this is a narrator talking about um, Mr. Heathcliff. Mr. Heathcliff, meeting me one day in the village, inquired where she lived. I refused to tell. He remarked that it was not of any moment, only she must beware of coming to her brother. She should not be with him if he had to keep her himself. Though I would give no information, he discovered, through some of the other servants, both her place of residence and the existence of the child. Still, he didn't molest her, for which forbearance she might thank his aversion, I suppose. He often asked about the infant when he saw me, and on hearing its name, smiled grimly and observed. They wish me to hate it too, do they? I don't think they wish you to know anything about it, I answered. But I'll have it he said, when I want it. They may reckon on that. Interesting. Okay, so in here we um, have a situation where Mr. Heathcliff and the narrator have a discussion about a child. Is that right? Right. It's a, it's a child that uh, uh, Mr. Heathcliff uh, fathered with uh, Isabella mm -hmm. and is being separated from him. So here it, right, it is like it signifies the absence of knowledge about a name between uh, 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 father and child, right? It's, it's signifying a separation. Interesting. You know what's interesting about that is the way that um, they describe the child, you would think that it was aborted or never born. Um, and I guess to Heathcliff, in a way, it never was? Yeah, right? I mean, he... he he was separated from the information about it mm -hmm. um, and certainly about the name. Um, is the child alive? I can't. Oh. Yeah, the child is absolutely alive. And actually, I wanted a spoiler alert to what the child's name is. Uh-huh. It's uh, Linton. Oh, in interesting. That's weird that the narrator's calling Linton it too then. Yeah, well, I think the narrator here is sort of uh, 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 keeping with uh, the register of the word it mm. here with with Heathcliff. Oh, reflecting Heathcliff's attitude about Linton, I see. Yeah, definitely. All right, so um, interestingly, avoiding gender when discussing a person, avoiding a name when discussing a person, and also it seems to, does it mean something or nothing to Heathcliff, this child? Yeah, I mean, but I'll have it, he said, when I want it. But I'll have it when I want it. Is that, I wonder if that's, hmm. I guess that's just referring to the child itself, right? Not the information either. He gets the name and yeah, interesting. Oh, he says, I'll have it when I want it, even though presumably after learning 
its name, he would know that it's a he. Interesting. So continue to continuing to uh, dehumanize this person that he doesn't want to be a part of his life, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I mean, you and I have done so much work on this novel in terms of what's going on with it, and um, we don't want to spoil it for the the audience. But uh, you know, I think what's important here is the way the word it is used in this kind of violent way, in this way that signifies uh, uh, foreclosing information. Um, from somebody. Well, thanks for stopping by today, Efren. That was very interesting. Thanks. Yeah, we could definitely just continue the discussion uh, in the future. And it is always a pleasure to it see you. It certainly is. Yes, good, but the revolution will come. <laughs> Take to uh, the hills. Apart from the idea that it is the undefinable, I, I also want to talk about the many examples in which it is something very specific. Um, for example, it is um, in a game of tag, the person who has to chase everyone else, right? You are it, or who is it, right? I. Um, Let's, uh, you know, count shoes. Uh, let's uh, play mm -hmm. rock, paper, scissors and yeah. see who is going to be it, right? Who's the yeah. one person that needs to give chase to all the other kids? Who's um, got to do the very difficult and annoying tasks? Not it, not it, not it. <laughs> right. I, uh, I sometimes wonder if, like, that game has a kind of origins in um, ideas of the plague or the pestilence, right? It's like... Why do, why do you have to run away from the person who is it? <laughs> because <laughs> right, they're contagious, like, obviously. <laughs> right, right. And if they touch you, they pass the contagion yeah. onto you. So now you are it, mm -hmm. right? That's such, again, it's like, uh, we don't know exactly what that contagion is, right? It's like this undefinable thing. But at the same time, in the game, being it is something very specific, right? Because you can ask someone, are you it? Right? And then, of course, if they're answering honestly, then they say, yeah, I'm it, right? But usually they don't because they're trying to trick you or something like that. But usually you know who's it. I mean, if you're in the game, but... Uh... No, yeah, I mean, there were games I played where I, you know, where everybody had, like, run across, like, a very wide area. And so I hadn't seen people for, like, a few minutes, so I didn't okay. know who was it. Okay. Right? It was a mind-bending mind kind of thing. Of course, there's also it as in, um, what's that uh, Valderrama kid's name in uh, that 70s show? What's his name? In oh, that Fez. Yeah, what's his Fez. phrase? Do you remember his phrase? Yeah, his phrase, um, have, a, have a good day. I say good day, sir. Yeah, or good day. What? That's his phrase? Yeah, he would always say good day, sir. I say good day. What? That was his thing. Yeah, I thought his phrase was always something about doing it. Oh. Or it, oh, they all were teenagers, so yeah, they all wanted to do it. Okay, so now I know where you're going with this. It. Yes, it. it it's, it's so horrible, we can't name it, so it must be it, right? It's, it's dirty, it's bad. Right, let's not talk about yeah, sex, let's right? Let's refer to it as it. So it is something very specific here. Mm -hmm. It happens once in a while. <laughs>
Um, so it is also the sexual lack, right? Like we did it, mm, or we, did we it. were doing it, or you know. And there's always an emphasis it. <laughs> you can always tell what they mean by the way by that it, right? If, sure. Depending on the tone or their facial expression, mm -hmm. they're like, "Oh man, you guys were doing it or what?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it again, it is something very specific, but we're sort of using the word it to hide the fact of what we're actually talking yes, masking about. Um, and there are, there are obviously other many uses of the word it besides the game of tag, besides, you know, as a um, euphemism for sex or sexual intercourse. There's also, you know, when you use it in phrases like, this is it, mm -hmm. right? What does that mean? This is the big moment. This is what we've been waiting for. It's the apocalypse. I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> this is the end. This is the beginning. Right, so that it, again, refers to something very specific, right? So if you use this is it, if you use those three words, a string together, you're speaking about something very specific that everybody in the group knows about, right? Yeah. They know what is it, right? Um, because they've been talking about it for a while. And so once the opportunity arises or when this momentous occasion begins, then you can say, all right, people, this is it, right? So maybe mm -hmm. you can talk about like filming, right? All right, we're gonna begin filming. So mm -hmm. this is it, people, right? Mm -hmm. Get ready. Um, so the word it, again, it has, it's kind of like this word that can be used to talk about everything that is undefinable. And then at the same time, it's something like very specific that mm -hmm. we use, right? Something very momentous, something big, something Note, noteworthy. I think I ran out of material. You did? We didn't talk about uh, It Girl. Oh, this, what is It Girl? Yeah, that, that's a big phrase, right? This is, uh, she's the, the latest It Girl, right? It's the hottest uh, new star, the, you know, the one always being talked about. Who guess, uses that? What? It, I, I'm nope, so outside of pop culture, I don't know a well, damn thing. It's not used like too much, I would guess, at least today. But you know, it was a it was a thing at the time. I'm I'm thinking like big studio days, you know, the, the golden era, if you will. So, so what does to be the it girl? What do you have to do? Or oh, what do I you... know what you have to do. You have to sit at a soda counter, and you have to sit there and have a, a a shake, the cherry on top, and you sit there and wait for a movie producer to come in and notice you. You you wait to be, <laughs> you wait to be noticed. So is the it girl the person the 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 woman who is. Who embodies Americana because you know you're at the soda fountain, you've got your shake, you're, you're looking you know nice and put together, so and you've got the, that all American look. The I, she embodies the beauty ideal of the yes, moment. Yes, she is famous. Yes, and she becomes an it because you know uh, she's more valued as a commodity than as a person with feelings, as a personality, as a human being. Am I stretching it too much? But, or is that, was that a brilliant insight? Yes. Somebody validate me, thank you. <laughs> I will validate your it. Because um, okay. that, that was so deep, right? So the, so the it in this case is specifically, uh, well, it actually has a lot of specifics to it, right? The, the it woman is mm -hmm. somebody who embodies all the beauty ideals, who is famous, who what is an example of Americana at the mm -hmm. time. Etc. So it's actually something very specific, right? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. 
<laughs> we live in a crazy world. And other it's other it's uh it 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 it, it itty bitty. Okay, can I can I and lengthen it a little bit? Sure. Yeah, that thing is so itty bitty. What? What? Yeah, I'm curious. Where does that come from? Something small, itty bitty. I don't like a bit. Okay, I could see a, it's a little bit thing, little thing, but it itty. Does it just because we should use this one for onomatopoeia, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, okay. I just have to say this itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> I, I was just waiting. I couldn't help it. <laughs> anyway, I, I see our producers <laughs> marking down where to cut. <laughs> I, I would like to, if it's possible at all, maybe we can make guesses as to what will be the next it thing. Oh, in regards to what? Anything. It. Oh, it's, oh, well, there's a current it we know. It's been talked about many times today. Which one? Uh, this one where you walk around with this thing and you're like this. Yeah, but if yeah. you, okay, so, oh, this, all right, I'm you're sorry, talking about the you're, visuals. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking video. about Pokemon. Yes, though. I'm talking right. about Pokemon. So, That's okay. the it thing right now, right? Right, okay, it's the it thing. And it's pretty but, new, like really but new. Are we using it? Are we using it so much that if you refer to it as it, will it be? Will people know what you're talking about? No, not yet. Maybe not. So that's that's what I'm saying, right? Like, uh -huh. what what thing right now is being referred to as an it, right? Something referred to with the pronoun, but is actually something very specific. You got me there. Too many things, and but I. Now that you mentioned, uh, you know, well, if you say it and everyone will just automatically realize, I'm like, well, no, that's most things probably not, so. I don't know, that's a tough one. What do you think? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you don't know anything about pop culture. No, right? I don't. And I'm... That's why you're here. And I'm kind of piss poor, to be honest, so, you know, but I'm your best option, so hey. All right. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Extreme Vocabulary. Our music is from Arnold Palmer Golf by Tokuhiko Uwabo and Wagyan Paradise by Eriko Imura. Those are video games. This song is If This Is It by Huey Lewis and the News. I'm Josh, your faithful producer, and you can follow us on Twitter at Extreme Vocab. See you next time. Extreme.